0: Tanya for the 15th of Odar Alis is in Patek Haftes, chapter 29, on page 384. Continuing in the critical evaluation that a Bainani must make of himself in order to break the arrogance of the animal soul, the Altarebbe says, another thing to take to heart in order to to humble the animal soul. Is re is chalim meisov, reiv chalim meisov, shem hevel v'rois ruach. Most of one's dreams that are vanity and and difficult and bad for the spirit. In other words, they're they're meaningless and mean spirited. Mishum she'ein naf she'ein l'lema'ilah, and the reason that he has these kinds of dreams is because the neshama is not going up where it needs to go up, to a place of holiness, and therefore it experiences unholiness because it is stuck in a place of unholiness. And as it says, hashem, Who can go up to the mountain of God? One who has clean hands and pure heart. The inun sitin bishin and then the, the evil side, the unholiness, they come along and they attach themselves to the person. And he is told, he is informed in his dream of worldly affairs. For example, a person has a premonition in his dream about something that's going to happen, and it happens. But it's a mundane event, a mundane thing. So the first part is that he is still involved in worldly things even though it's information it's knowledge but it's knowledge about worldly things when the neshama is supposed to be in heaven being informed godly things. At times it gets worse. The At times they torment him they tease him. And they show him false things. V'tzadin And they cause him pain in his dream. Now the more a person will dwell in his thought on these matters, on the unholiness of his condition, the unholiness, the lowliness of his animal soul, the Gandhi Yunibisim and also by studying this subject in books in Swadim Lihiyesli Bain Nish to the point where his heart becomes broken within him, Vimivza Bein of nimus Kakosuv, and he becomes disgusted and he despises himself as, as the expression of the Pasa goes with an utter despising of mamush, and he despises his very existence, his life had a in this way he despises and he embarrasses the unholiness, the animal soul, and he reduces it, brings it down to earth, the and he brings it down from its haughtiness and from its arrogance from its elevated state where it elevated itself when it elevates itself against the godly soul to darken to black out the light of the neshama what does it mean to darken the light of the neshama the light of the neshama is the sensation the conviction that godliness is true that godliness is real the animal soul's conviction, the animal soul's experiences, that it is real. It experiences its own reality. And in doing so, it diminishes. It doesn't destroy, but it darkens the light of the godly soul. It denies the truth of godliness. And from this chutzpah, from this arrogance, the the person brings down the animal soul in and and removes it preventing it from blocking the light of the godly soul by humbling the animal soul through this critical self-evaluation firstly the natural condition of an animal soul that it desires what god despises the the evil effects of sin even of sin of the past of the of youth that could be uh, lingering, a blemish of it could be lingering in the neshama, causing the the arrogance of the animal soul, and then also the thought, speech, and deed that were not for a godly purpose, or for a, that were not godly, or for a godly purpose, and that too drags down the, the feeds the animal soul and drags down the godly soul, and thirdly, the nature of one's dreams that are an indication of the unholiness in which a person finds himself even when he's asleep and then the Shama should be going to a place of holiness and instead it is stuck in a place of unholiness all of this humbles the animal soul and and removes the, the smugness the complacency, the tintum halev but all of this is a response to the condition of the animal soul and that's negative; it's a response to evil. So we can't leave it at that. See, the Rebbe goes on to another stage, another part of this of the solution to Timtum Halev. and that is to focus on the Godly Soul. The page three eighty six. The Yadim, Yadim Aleha B'keil rash Vezeiges LaHashpila. Another thing that the Beinoni has to do is to get angry and to rage against the animal soul, against unholiness with a strong angry voice, loud voice, in order to humble it. K'may marazau, as the Gemara says, Lailam yargis a person should always have his yei be angry al Yetzahara on his evil inclination, on the yei Shinema shenema, etc., the end of the pasuk is, and you will not sin. So here, the benanee brings the godly soul to play; he rouses the godly soul against the animal soul, in order to humble the animal soul further. But here, the 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 added advantage is that the godly soul is given prominence over the animal soul which means to rage against the animal soul which is the Yetzhar in a loud angry voice in his mind not out loud but in his own thought he raises his voice and he says to him to the Yetzhar you are evil and wicked abominable, loathsome, and disgraceful, etc. All these names, Ra, Rosha, etc., these are all names, titles, that the sages have used in various places as reference to the Yetzirah. So they're not made-up names, but names, according to Torah, appropriate names for the Sahara. And so he uses these names to describe the, the to address the animal soul of the Sahara. And he says that they are, all of these things, be in truth. Not like we learned earlier that the Sahara itself also doesn't want to sin. Because it knows the truth and it knows that that the kavana is that a person shouldn't sin and it only does its job to tempt the person to sin but does not itself want to succeed and have the person actually sin but that's the Sahara as it is in its source so sometimes depending on the circumstance sometimes it is beneficial to the person to consider the fact that in the source of the Sahara, even the Sahara doesn't want to sin sometimes that is inspiring and helps the Benani. At other times, as for example, when he's trying to break out of Timtum Halev, when the arrogance and the complacency of the animal soul need to be shattered, then it is more helpful to consider the state of the yetzirah as it is here on earth, knowing no chachmas but actually meaning with an emes to sin. And so he, he, refer, he describes the as as truly wicked, not merely as tempting the person to be wicked. And this is necessary in order to deflate the Yetzirah. So he says to his Yitzharo, how long will you continue to obscure the light of God who fills all worlds? He was and is and will be. At the same time, equally including the place in which I exist, the place where I stand, my condition is also filled with godliness, and God is everywhere, including my condition, my level and God is one within my place, in my place in my condition just as he was one before he created the world without any change at all. So not only is God present in all places, but the presence of God includes or means the oneness of God, the exclusivity of God. So it's not that God is present in this place. So the place exists and there's God in that place. But rather when we say that God is there, it means that, that nothing else is there that the place itself is completely bottled and there is nothing besides God. That's the emes. So the emes is what the godly soul feels. The godly soul's experience, the godly soul's sensation is that there is nothing besides God. Godliness is true and nothing else is. And that is the truth. So he says to his Yitzha, how long will you continue to deny that truth? As it says, I God have not changed because he is above time. So that before creation and after creation, before and after being, the essence of time, that makes no difference and causes no change in God. The and you this repulsive, despicable. Naim you deny a truth that is visible to the eye. The truth that there is nothing besides God is a truth that is visible to the eye. It's something a person can can actually experience. So this oneness of God, which to the godly soul is plain and visible, is denied by the Yetzirah, by the animal soul. So the godly soul raises its voice against the animal soul and and asserts itself against the animal soul that had been blocking out its light and and pronounces the truth. The godly soul's truth, he pronounces it loudly and, and, and angrily at his Yetzirah in order to establish the truth of God's oneness in place of the arrogance of the animal soul where it was experiencing its own truth the truth of its existence in this manner he helps his godly soul this is not something he's doing only to deflate the animal soul this is already a positive development this is something beneficial to the godly soul and that is to enlighten the eyes of the godly soul that it should be able to see the truth of god's oneness to see it the lay, and not only to hear about it and to understand it, obviously the godly soul is familiar with the oneness of God but it but it know, it knows the oneness of God and it hears understands the oneness of God, but it never sees the oneness of God until when when he raises his voice, the godly soul raises his voice against the Eight Sahara, and by raising the voice against the Eight Sahara, the Eight Sahara falls apart and is humbled and returned to its original size. That is a visible expression of the oneness of God. That where, where it might appear at first glance that the animal soul is also of some substance and also has some existence and some reality by raising his voice against the animal soul, the godly soul sees the emptiness and the lack of substance in the animal soul because it is not godly, it is therefore without substance because there is nothing besides God. And as we write elsewhere, explain elsewhere, that this is the essence, the root of all Aveda, of all the service of God, is to actually experience the oneness of God by seeing how Klippa melts before godliness. The Hatam, and the reason that this helps the godly soul see the oneness of God, through the humbling of the Yetzirah, why is the Yetzirah humbled when you raise your voice at it? <speaking> in <Hebrew> because in truth, there is no substance to the to the to the unholy. <speaking in Hebrew> and that's why it is compared to darkness. <speaking in Hebrew> Just as darkness has no substance and that's why it is automatically removed by the presence of light that when you bring light into a room it doesn't struggle against the darkness the darkness is effortlessly removed instantaneously removed by the existence of light and that's because the darkness has no substance the same is true also with unholiness with klipa, that it is inst- instantly and effortlessly removed by holiness. So when you raise your voice against the Yetzirah, it is humbled, it is removed and reduced to nothingness, because in essence, it really has no substance. And although the Klippa has a lot of energy, a lot of life, it has enough life to give life to all the unkosher animals. The nafshes um it also produces the life of the souls of non Jews, the Gam nefesh and also it gives life to the animal soul within the Jew. As we learned earlier that the animal soul of the Jew comes from klipas comes from Klipa. So it has a lot of energy and a lot of life all this life that it has doesn't come from itself from its own existence Can now, rather it comes from holiness as explained earlier that the holiness is given to it over the shoulder from the back it's an exile within it and so on and that's why because it has no life of its own It has no existence of its own. That's why it is instantly bottle and completely bottle to holiness. Just as darkness is bottle and obedient to light. If so, if the eclipa, the animal soul, is really of no substance and is completely bottle to the godly soul, then how is it that the Dainani is having the problem that we're dealing with. The problem is Timtum Halev and the cause, what produces the Timtum Halev, Gal said earlier, is the arrogance and the chutzpah of the animal soul that rises up against the godly soul. And here we're saying that it has no substance and it is bottled to the godly soul. It's only in reference to the holiness of the godly soul within the person, when the soul comes down into a human being, God gives the clipper permission, and ability, to rise up against the godly soul, to rise up against the godly soul in order that the person should struggle, should strive to resist and to fight back against the animal soul, to bring it down, by lowering himself, by becoming himself humble and brokenhearted, until he despises himself, and in that way he humbles the animal soul, And earns some some credit, becomes a partner to God in creation in bringing about the Dira the holiness of this world that will make it a dwelling place for God. When the unholy, the Klipa, is removed, so in order to be able to bring down the Klipa, the person has to experience the Klipa, and so to that degree and for that purpose, to that end, God gives Klipa the ability and the permission to resist holiness within the person. And when the person arouses himself below, motivates himself below, to resist the animal soul, it causes a response from above. To fulfill that which is written, that God says, I will bring down the unholiness when it rises like an eagle, I will bring it down, and this is in response to the Jew bringing down his klipa, his Yetzahar. The Hainu, what does it mean that God brings down the unholiness, the klipa? Not that God has to fight with klipa or destroy it. What it means is simply, he takes away that that power and that ability that he had given it originally. The permission is taken away. The permission that it was given to rise up against the godly soul. And the reason it is taken away is obviously because it has already fulfilled its purpose. The purpose being to animate the person, to motivate him, to resist the, the animal soul, to resist the klippa, and in that way overcome the klipa. So once it has served its purpose, it no longer needs this special ability and special permission to rise up against godliness, so that permission and that ability is taken back. And when it's taken back, then klipa remains without substance, a non entity, and it falls away. <speaking in Hebrew> And then it is automatically displaced and banished like darkness before light. We see this happen explicitly described in the Torah in the story of the Meraglim, When Moshe sent spies into Eretz and they came back with a very negative report and they said, we won't go into Israel Because we don't believe that God can give us the land. In the beginning, when they came back, they said that we're not going because the land or the people. The enemy is stronger than us. And the Gemara says, They didn't mean only stronger than us. They also meant stronger than him, stronger than God they did not believe in God's ability to give them the land. Later on in the story, they came back to Moshe and they said, Here we are, we're ready to go. We're ready to go up to the land. And then it was too late and so on. But the question is, O me'ayin chazra, O Hashem from where did this faith return to them? Where did they suddenly be, begin to believe in God's ability? <speaking> Maisha <in> didn't show them any miracles and didn't make any signs in between the time that they said that they didn't want to go because they don't believe that God can do it to the time that they changed their mind and said, yeah, we're ready to go. In between, nothing happened to bring them a greater faith or to restore their faith. The only thing that happened was that Moshe told them how God was angry at them. the And that God had sworn not to bring them to the land. So how does this help them overcome their lack of of belief in God's ability to give them the land? So how did this help if they didn't believe in God's ability? His ability to to capture the 31 kings, which is why they didn't want to go into the land in the first place. So surely we see from this that they, the reason is that Jews are believers the children of believers they always have faith they have no lack of faith only the animal soul rose up against the godly soul with a, with a totally senseless irrational chutzpah the lochem because the animal soul's chutzpah is without rational and and acceptable reason there is no substance to the animal soul's position therefore as soon as God raised his voice and screamed at them and said et cetera hazais, cetera so, when God called them wicked and threatened to keep them in the desert, when they heard these harsh words they were humbled, and their heart was broken within them. it says and the people were very saddened and so the clipah was humbled and and was what was left was the Jew himself, and the Jew is a believer. And from this, every person who might have thoughts of doubt in his mind, he can see from this, it is only the argument of the animal soul of the Klippa rising up against his godly soul, but he himself, the Jew in him, believes. The called and even the klipa has no sveikas or doubts in faith. He was given permission to falsely introduce ideas and tempt the person in order to increase the person's worthiness. As the example given the Zehar of the king who tests his son by asking a woman to tempt him, and the woman knows that the idea and the purpose is that the son should re- resist the temptation and should prove the strength of his morality. In the game game for the fifteenth of Odor, the Leber writes, "It is said of the time to come, a stone in the wall will cry and a beam from the tree will respond. Today, the the inorganic creations are silent." Although we step on them, they remain silent. But there will come a time when the revelation of the future becomes a reality that the inorganic will begin to speak and demand. If a man was walking along without thinking or speaking words of Torah, why did he trample on me? The earth is stepped upon and has been waiting for a, for millennia, ever since the six days of creation. All kinds of living creatures have been stepping on it all the time, but it waited patiently for a Jew or two Jews to walk on it while discussing Torah. And if they do not say words of Taida, then the earth will protest and say, you are not different than the animal.